This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome, we're glad you're here. This week's message comes from our service on September 26, 2021. Pastor Emma Peterson gives a message called, Welcome Fall, The Changing Seasons. The harvest has begun again here in Iowa. During my commute from Dysart to Cedar Falls, I've observed the progression of the fields. From the barren moonscape of winter to the neatly tilled rows of spring, the glorious greening of summer, and now the drying and tilling of autumn. Growing up in Vermont, I was raised to respect the work ethic of our farmers. I was often woken at 4 a.m. by the sounds of our neighbor beginning the hours-long process of milking his cows. I watched him and his nephews hay the fields, seemingly working endless hours. In farm culture, there is always something to be done, regardless of the season. I've met people raised on farms who now approach daily chores with respectful acceptance. Work is a given, And for some, it is meaning and purpose. I'm always in awe by the fervent rush the harvest brings. The fields are being worked before dawn and late into the evening. Farmers don't take vacations and their diligence and dedication feeds the world. Sometimes it seems as if the harvest may never come. And then when it arrives and its demands are backbreaking, it seems it may never end. Harvest is what we are always working towards, always preparing for, and its expectation sustains us through bitter winters and the endless heat of summer. It is our reward, but if I've learned anything from growing up in farm country, the bounty of the harvest is never guaranteed. Farmers must plant and weed and water, ever watching crops for signs of malnourishment or blight. Farmers are gentle, watchful caretakers, tending to their crops with a protective love we would all do well to emulate here. In my reflections for today, I found myself muddling my metaphor. Are we the CVUU, the farmer or the crop? Are we in the midst of the great harvest or are we still preparing for it? It seems to me I've discovered yet another theological both and. We are the crops, a collective attempting the work of growing and thriving together. We are the farmers looking after one another with tender devotion. This is harvest time, certainly. The CVUU has spent months in reflection, planning our future, and orienting towards what tomorrow could be. We are experiencing the challenge of planning for a year still full of unknowns, hoping for a return to each other, but approaching each day with a newly sobered caution. 
In the church, it is also never quite harvest time. Doing the work of church means always doing the work, showing up consistently, remaining open to change and possibility and transformation. We are always collecting the bounty of the harvest, protecting against scarcity, thinking ahead of the seasons that are coming, celebrating what we hold now, grieving what we've lost, and protecting that which is still growing. It is the harvest. It is the famine. It is the spring and the winter, and we are the farmer and the field all at once. Church is and can be all of this and even more, but only if we willingly give ourselves heart and soul to the nurturing of this community. We come on Sundays expecting to be fed. We desire easily consumable spirituality. We want the music to be emotionally resonant, the sermon to be equal parts palatable and comforting. On Zoom, we find that church takes on a wonderfully relaxed tone. I fondly refer to it as pajama church, encouraging folks to sink in to the pleasure of spiritual growth from the comfort of your own couch. But we must resist a routine that is bounty without work. More than ever, we must resist the urge to turn away from each other and begin thinking of multi-platform worship as if it were any other media we might consume. That is a surefire way to find our crops withered and dying. Church, like harvest, can be a joyful endeavor. Harvest season likely calls up images of sweat, exhaustion, and back pain. And yes, some of the work of church is a slog. COVID protocols to be determined, budgets to be balanced, the building to clean and care for. All of this is vital to the survival of our congregation. But our primary work, above all else, will always be to love one another. It's great if the sermon is inspiring. It's wonderful when the music is beautiful and the readings resonate. But ultimately, church is about community, regardless of whether we meet in person or from the distance of our computer screens. Church is about knowing one another intimately, growing and sustaining our bond formed over months and years of continually showing up. If we do community right, we will never grieve or rejoice alone. Our celebration and our times of mourning will be experienced together, and we will never worry about finding ourselves alone in the world. It is a point of pride that you use claim no doctrine, but to me, the command to love one another is the only gospel I'll ever need. Our love for one another must be active. It must be the energizing force that feeds this congregation. I recognize the temptation to always take the route of the least investment of time, energy, and resources. I recognize how truly overwhelmed some of us already are in our day-to-day -day lives. 
I recognize the burnout, the fatigue that comes from enduring the frightening insecurity of pandemic living. I recognize how foreign and distant the before times seem now and how un uncertain the future still is. I recognize that the thought of showing up one more place, volunteering one more minute of time, or getting to know one more person feels like an impossible ask. But this effort of love can be life-giving. It can even be life-saving. I am never more moved than when folks at the CVUU show up to take care of each other. I am never more assured that everything is going to be okay than when members of this congregation come together to solve a problem or attend to a task. Our care for one another is reciprocal. I will serve you knowing that someday I myself may need to be served. If we are doing the work of community, if we are devoted to serving one another, we will never need to worry about ourselves or anyone else. We will know we will always be taken care of. And I mean this in the most concrete sense. If we break our leg, there will always be people who show up to build a ramp so we can get in and out of our house. If we lose our job, there will always be someone who can offer a reference. If we become ill, there will always be someone who can accompany us to the doctor's office, attend to us after surgery. We can vow to care for one another, knowing that someday we may need to be cared for. We can love one another without restraint if we know the bonds of this community are secure. And to know our bonds are secure, we must commit to securing them. Many things in our culture work against the maintenance of real community. We are conditioned in countless ways to think and act as individuals, not as members of a collective. The interconnected web of all existence is a lost concept for so many. Never more convicted have I been in my belief that individualism is a death-dealing mindset than I have been over these last 18 months. Unitarian Universalists are notorious for independent thinking, and in many ways, that has served us well. We tend to attract those who feel unwelcome or have been rejected from traditional religious environments. We encourage personal pathways to wisdom, rejecting the constraint of a prescribed theology. But sometimes we do this at the risk of losing what can be remarkable about church. And that is the bond, perhaps built on an initial foundation of shared values, but strengthened by simply continuing to come together. Our covenant reminds us of the relational promises we make in beloved community, committing to remaining in right relationship because our connections to each other are life-giving and life-sustaining. Let's recommit, let's re-covenant, let's pledge to continue to engage with one another, to continue to overcome the challenges of our current circumstances, 
to commit not only to surviving, come what may, but thriving through it. Let's recommit ourselves to each other. Consider for a moment if there are folks who over this long period of physical separation you have lost touch with. Is there someone you feel you should reach out to, some connection you would like to strengthen or reform? Is there someone you've just been wondering about? Perhaps now is the time to make a phone call or send an email. Perhaps now is the time to rekindle connections strained by our forced distance. Let's remember above all else that this is supposed to be fun, that we are here because we want to be, not out of a sense of obligation, but because we want others to experience the same joy we have experienced in our belonging here. We have already come so far and wherever we are headed, we can only get there together. Love one another. If I am going to give any directive, any commandment, if I am going to preach any kind of gospel, that is it. Love one another. Show up here and do the work and stay for the celebration of the harvest and then begin to plan for the growing season ahead. I am awed by the resilience of this community but I am ever more aware of the winter that is coming and the shift of the seasons. Wednesday marked the autumn equinox, the point in our calendar year where the night is equal to the day. From this point forward, the nights will last a little longer than the days. We are moving into a familiar space of hibernation a period of time when we are invited to rest, restore, and prepare. Consider this a season of roots, roots whose strength comes from the simple passing of time. Roots spend their lives deep in the earth, storing and distributing resources for what grows above them, ever buried but never dormant. Their action is in their stillness. There is so much available to us, freely offered as a gift from nature, that urges us to recognize the predictable miracle of the shifting seasons. This is our time to seek out balance between our own night and day, to walk outside, filling our lungs with crisp autumn air. This is our time to clear out cobwebs, emotional and literal, and to prepare a space of comfort to hold us while the days grow cold and the nights grow long. Let this community be your roots. Allow the CBUU to be what stabilizes your mind and your heart as we continue to endure uncertainty, even as the seasons begin their predictable shift. Together, 
Let us take stock of the bounty of the shared harvest and steal ourselves collectively for the winter that lies ahead. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.